0: revival that was wonderful a was just mentioning in our Sabbath school class that technology is like doubling every six months but I've been left behind so I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles for this stuff because I didn't bring a flash drive um, um, we're going to I'm going to start with a passage in John 16, a couple others in very close chapters, and then we're going to go to Matthew 25 so you can get yourself ready for that. Um, I wanted to tell you that uh, the the, uh, sermon you're going to hear from me was inspired by this book, Steps to Personal Revival. Now, I didn't know they were going to invite Revival to to be our singing group this week but uh this this book was written by Helmut howville h-a-u-b-e-i-l and um he is a retired pastor from germany this book is 110 pages and it's been reproduced into it's been translated into 23 languages and if your language isn't there (laughs) he he's looking for translators to get it to the rest of the world because we do have a message we have a message to uh to get the three angels message which it was our sabbath school uh lesson today to the whole world to every nation tribe people and tongue and um and he did an excellent study that uh uh, you'll be hearing about as we go okay um so If we open your Bibles to John 16, verse 5 through 7. John 16, verse 5 through 7, and it reads, But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you asked me, Where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart nevertheless i tell you the truth it is to, to your advantage that i go away for if i do not go away the helper will not come to you but if i depart i will send him to you i remember uh, when i first was going to to uh, meetings with mark finley it wasn't from this verse but but he would read it and he would say uh, and i might send him to you and just seeing if people are actually looking He says, I will send the Holy Spirit to you. Now, while you're still in John, just turn to 14, verse 26. So it's very, very near where you just were. John 14, verse 26 says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. You know, this whole Bible was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Every chapter, every book was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And then also John 15, 26, also very close by. Don't have to do much page turn. I didn't have to turn any pages in my Bible, it depends. But John 15, verse 26 says, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. So throughout God's word, Holy Spirit inspired God's word. It teaches us about Jesus. And so we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, if you turn to Matthew 25, Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13, is the parable of the wise and the foolish virgins. Matthew 25, verse 1 through 13 reads, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept, and at midnight a cry was heard, behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. This parable is talking about the days we are living in, end time church. We know from the prophe- prophecies of Daniel, there are no more time prophecies after 1844. So we're, leave- we're living in the time of the end. We're also living in the, the time represented in Revelation 3 as the Laodicean church. And I'll go back to that in a little bit, but I want to talk about this, this parable first. In, in the Bible, when it talks about virgins, it's talking about the church, okay? There's many references to that, which I can't do everything that I could try to. Dwight, Dwight Nelson did this sermon in three parts, so I don't get three chances. So um, <laughs> um, but they all had lamps. and what's the lamp symbolize in the Bible? I actually answered the question with the word with the, with the question. It's the word of God. The lamp is his word my my word is lamp unto your feet okay and um, and so here we are we're talking about all christians church attending christians that have they have their lamps and and some of them have some oil but not enough okay so so it's people who have been baptized with the holy spirit but they haven't maintained a daily connection okay our scripture reading from uh, Luke 11, the word ask comes up five times. And the first four times is translated different than the fifth time. Okay? Now, I'm not a Hebrew or a Greek scholar. I just believe the guy who wrote it is. <laughs> okay? The last time, the last time he says ask in verse 13, let's look real quick at, at Luke Uh, 11, verse 13. Remember when you had to turn pages during sermons? (laughs) Luke 11, verse 13. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? That word ask there actually is... From the Greek word, is translated, asks continually, daily, day by day. We need to be asking to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. We're living in the time we should be praying for the latter rain. And, and we're living in a time where there is a message to get out to the world. It, it so, so happened that our Sabbath school lesson was on the three angels' message. This church was raised up to let people know that jesus is coming isn't that other denominations don't teach that there's a second coming but i don't hear too many that see it so that it's so close um and and so so we're supposed to be asking for the holy spirit daily and uh what does it tell us here if we ask it, it was it that jesus, that uh, the father might give us the holy spirit no so your heavenly father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him so these um, church members who have their Bibles and and have the Holy Spirit in their life it says half of them are foolish and so the title of this sermon is don't be foolish Um, this is the second time I gave it I had a different title on the other one that will apply to the the revelation. Let them in when Jesus is knocking at the door. So um, we need to understand that in the last day that we can't have one foot in the world and one foot in, in spiritual matters. We need to be spiritual people. Revelation 3 14 to 20 last book of the Bible Revelation 3 Also, talking about the end time church. Revelation 3, verses 14 through 20. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen the faithful, and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich in white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eyesalve, eyesalve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him, and he with me. The problem is, part of the people in the church aren't letting him in. He's, He's knocking at the door of your heart, and he's looking for a personal daily relationship. So now I'd like you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, because Paul lays it out. There's three types of people in the world. Two of them are in the church. One of them are people that don't care about God. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. And then we'll look at uh, chapter 3, verse 1. And Paul writes to the church in Corinth, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. And then chapter 3, verse 1, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. You know, when we first hear the message of of God's love, and and, uh, we are babes, you know, just just like kids, it takes a while. But if you've been, like I've been in this Adventist church now for 36 years, I think, 36, yeah, 36 years. And um, um, I can't still be being fed like you do a baby and that goes for all of us now someone here might just be brand new exposed to to the truth and and there's no we don't expect anyone to know everything quickly you know but it takes it takes time it takes time and dedication so anyway paul talks about three types of people the natural man if we were looking at the 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 parable for, not the parable but but revelation 13 the natural man would be considered cold. He don't know about God, don't care about God, not interested, doesn't care about the commandments, doesn't care about anything. Okay? The spiritual man is considered hot, man or woman. Considered hot, they're spiritual. They have that daily connection with the Lord. But then Paul also talks about the carnal man. The carnal man who's, who's uh, you know, coming to church, got his bible has been has accepted the holy spirit but isn't maintaining that relationship you're carnal so you need to be you need to be fed like a baby and in the if we go back to the parable of the ten virgins it's only talking in that case about the spiritual and the carnal it's not talking about the cold um the uh, the natural cold people. It's talking about only people in the church. And the spiritual are known as the wise virgins. In in Laodicea, in the church of Laodicea, they're considered hot. And the carnal are known as the foolish virgins in, in Matthew 25. And... And they're the lukewarm Christians in the lukewarm Laodicean church. So again, they have one foot spiritual, one foot in the world. So when Jesus comes, here we are, a church, declaring that the second, coming, the second coming is near. When Jesus comes, do you want to be one of the foolish virgins? Do you want to be part of the lukewarm church? So, I'm going to hold the book up again. Steps to Personal Revival. I hope somebody wants to read it. Um, He kind of did a diagnosis of what's going on, and, uh, and, and the diagnosis needs to be just you yourself. It's not say, oh, don't think about anybody else. Think about yourself. Are you a wise virgin? Are you a carnal or, or foolish virgin? As again, the title of the sermon is Don't Be Foolish. And when I did it at another church, it says don't, don't leave them outside when Jesus is knocking on the door in Revelation. Um, the only other time I'm going to ask you to open your... Bibles is right at the end in Ephesians chapter 5, so you can be ready. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna use lots of verses now, uh, but I wanted you to see the, the parable and, and the Laodicean church especially. Uh, so I'm gonna repeat Luke 11:10 10 to 30, basically asking continually. Knock and it shall be opened to you. How much more shall your daily heavenly father? I'm sorry, shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So when God makes a promise, it is solid. You know, our promises to him are like ropes of sand. You know, ever try to climb a rope made of sand? You know, you ever made a New Year's resolution and see how long it lasted? Um, But God's promises to us are solid. And he promised us if we ask for the Holy Spirit continually daily, he will give us the Holy Spirit continually daily. Romans 5.5 says the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The Holy Spirit was given to us. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Think about that word know. When you think about the Holy Spirit, because it's not something we can see, Right? Do we know that the Spirit of God is dwelling in us? God's Word says we should know. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says the the inward man is being renewed day by day. Again, daily commitment. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. This is one of my favorites. It says, now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Do you have that kind of confidence when you read the promises of God that that you can know that he hears you? Is that how you feel when you pray? It's It's time to pray with God's promises. If you learn to fill scripture in with your prayer with god's promises you can have complete faith and confidence that he hears you you know when we ask for something um, when we ask for something like hey i'd like a bigger house or something like that that might not be according to his will but when we ask for the holy spirit his his word says for sure he will give it to us and james 1 5 um, I didn't, I'll just turn to it real quick. I'm not asking you to. Um, it also says that we can know that he will give us wisdom if we just ask for it. I'll read it. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So we all could use a little more wisdom, and so we can ask for that every day too. It's a promise from God. Ask for the Holy Spirit to fill you every day. Ask for wisdom every day, and your life will become much easier. Doesn't mean Satan won't attack. You know, you heard last week that one of my daughters had to be hospitalized. She is out. She's doing good. Um, She's watching Doug Batchelor instead of coming to church today just as she um, comes down. Uh, As she feels more confident to to come out. So so I do thank this church for their prayers. From the desire of ages, page 672, this promised blessing, the Holy Spirit, claimed by faith, brings all other blessings in its train. All other blessings in its train. If we claim by faith and, and, and you know, claiming the Holy Spirit has to be by faith, because like I say, you can't, you can't see him. But let me ask you something. When you know you've just done something wrong, does the Holy Spirit speak to you? You, you know, there may be someone, the natural man, might go kill somebody and doesn't think twice. He's looking for someone to give him 5,000 bucks, he'll go kill somebody else, right? You know, but if you've got the Spirit... Whether you've got a daily refreshing of the spirit, he is impressing you when you're doing wrong. Now, I'm not saying anyone here is going out to kill anyone. <laughs> Just, but, but you know. You, you know what sin is. If you know the Ten Commandments, you know what sin is. You know? Um, In Signs of the Times, November 21st, 1895, um, she wrote, Morning by morning, Jesus communicated with his Father in heaven, receiving from him daily a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. If Jesus needed to pray every morning and ask for a fresh blessing of the Holy Spirit, don't you think we should? You know, as, as, he, as the, the 12 apostles uh, first were introduced to him he basically just said follow me so the holy spirit who inspired this book will also bring it to your remembrance if you're a student of the bible he will bring those verses to your mind when you need them if um, you first have to make the conscious choice of reading it getting it into your mind and he'll, he will bring it to your remembrance um, Christ Object Lessons, page 146, is our prayers are to be as earnest and as persistent as was the petition of the needy friend who asked for the loaves at midnight. The more earnestly and steadfastly we ask, the closer will be our spiritual union with Christ. That's referring to another parable. But I want to put it into something that we all know. Um, everyone that's a parent, no matter what age your kids are now, but when they were young or if they are young now... Um, Do they know how to continually ask daily? Do do they know until they get it that they will ask every single day? Children are smart. (laughs) And God is pointing to us that you just keep asking. You be persistent. Um, Within our church, uh, Terry Bartome, I'm I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but anyway, Terry uh, has moved south somewhere, Arkansas, or something like that. But anyway, he prayed for his father year after year after year. And when his father, I I don't have the specific age, but his his father was 91, 92, something like that. And he living in Las Vegas. And John Bradshaw went to preach a evangelistic campaign in in Las Vegas. His father went, attended every night, and was baptized. So don't give up. Pray persistently. If there's people in your lives, if there's your children, the friends of your children, if you know some church members that stop coming, pray for them. Um, Along with this book, by Helmut Haubeil, H-A-U-B-E-I-L. He points us to another retired Adventist pastor, Dennis Smith, who puts out these 40 days of prayer devotionals, okay? This one is reflecting on the cross of Christ. Um, he's got about eight of them out. He's got one on the final events and, and one on the, the soon coming of the se- second coming. If if we all find a prayer partner and we do a devotional together and, and do it early in the morning before everything else comes into our lives, we can fill this church with people. Because that's all it... God will send people when he sees it's a church that, that knows the Holy Spirit and, and is serious about getting this message to the world. John 15, 4 says, Abide in me as I abide in you. And how do we abide in Christ? Through the Holy Spirit. Desire of Ages says, We are to follow Christ day by day. God does not bestow help for tomorrow. Think about that. If we ask today, we get. If we skip tomorrow, he skips tomorrow. So pray claiming God's promises. You know, there's little books, you know, little books in any Christian store where on God's promises, and you'll find different promises about different things. But if you just search your Bible, you can, you can find things now. And so many people got them on their cell phones now too, and they could put in a few words and the verse will come back up. And uh, um, someone told me about e-sword, something you can drop, uh, download onto your computer. And you, whatever verse you want to look at, it's, it's got it in so many different translations, and then it has, um, it has different commentaries you can look on it, too. Um, we all need to become real students because we're living in the last day, and we've been given a message to get to the world, to get to our community. So when we pray, if we claim God's promises, that would, that would be a big blessing. I'm going to look at 2 Peter 1, verse 4. Again, you don't need to turn to this. If You can if you want. But 2 Peter, I didn't write every one of these out. So 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. It says, By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust so claim those promises find them you know you can post them on your mirror you can post them on your refrigerator Um, you can if you have trouble being early in the morning taking your time with god go to bed hour earlier you know just there's some tv show or the news Uh, isn't the news all good news do you really need to watch it? Hebrews eleven six 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So if you're diligently seeking him, he will reward you. Hebrews eleven thirteen, 13, talking about the, those Old Testament people. It says, these all died in faith, not having received the, received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them. They truly believe God, that, that, that when they're risen, they will see. That, so... They were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. So now I'd like you to open up to Ephesians 5. Let's be the closing verse. Ephesians 5, and I'm going to read verses 15 through 20. I'll start with fourth. No, nope, I'm not in Ephesians 5. Yeah. See then, starting with verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. You notice how Paul used the same language as that parable of the ten virgins. Walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. We've been really blessed today that revival was with us. And I always find it amazing how, even though none of us know what, they didn't know what I'd be speaking about, and I didn't know that revival was going to be here today. Um, And uh, Alex's story, too, uh, told uh, the kids that they can believe God's promises. And God brings it all together. You know, it's it's not a coincidence Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, our closing hymn is Sweet Hour of Prayer. And someone who can really sing will come up and sing it. (laughs) Not my gift.